0: Charlie and Jeremiah. Hey, we got, got two new people back. No. <laughs> <laughs> Round
1: of fucking applause. Um, n- hasn't been the same. Missed you every day. <laughs> welcome, Charlie. Yay, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. And, then we and got, also welcome, Jeremiah.
0: And then we got Jeremiah, our Omega level patron. So Woo. we're getting, getting yeah, Jeremiah
2: yeah.
1: on. This could be you.
0: <laughs> this could be you, this yes, if you. you joined our Omega level. <laughs> So, uh, Jeremiah, uh, I I think we talked about this when I met you in Chicago, but what's your background with, like, comics, superheroes, that sort of stuff? You got a, any particular favorites?
3: So, my comic history is a little complicated because I grew up in Israel, um, and oh. so I didn't really have access to many comics, but every so often, I'd have friends that would have some comics, so I would, like, I, I was big into the idea of comics. I loved any movie I could watch. So like the Batman movies growing up were huge for me. Uh, When the Spider-Man movies came out, huge X-Men movies. X2 is probably still my favorite superhero movie of all time. It's a fantastic (laughs) movie. Still holds up. Yeah, it's
0: great. It's such a good one. Yeah. We thought you were going to, we thought you were going to pick the X-Men movies. So
3: yeah. Um, Well, (laughs) I'm, I have a love hate relationship with those, but as far (laughs) as uh, comics, um, I can remember getting a hold of, like, some Spider-Man comics. And I, especially the ones that were probably the most, uh, my favorite comics that I got a hold of was I got a hold of a bunch of the 90s run of Venom when I was oh, younger. Sure.
0: Oh, oh the, the artwork on that was fun.
3: And, yeah, the artwork, I and it's it's such a fun character. And, like, that was, like, so uh, with that and Spider-Man was probably, like, my introduction to comics. Sure, hell yeah. Right on.
0: And then uh, I, we let you pick. So you 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 are our first foyer outside foyer. That's not the right word for it. Our first journey outside of both Marvel and DC because we have done a DC movie on the main feed already. For, foray. For foray. Yeah. That's right. Not, not not a landing below. Uh, in the, anyways. Um, <laughs> no, you too. Uh, So you picked Hellboy. What's your what's your history with Hellboy? Did you, did you so, do a lot of Dark Horse comics or anything like that?
3: I did not. Um, actually, my introduction to Hellboy was this movie. Um, okay. But same. <laughs> When it came out, I, I, well, at the time, so uh, Guillermo del Toro, I was, I was kind of really getting into movies around the time that this came out. And so uh, after he directed Blade Two, this movie came out and I was a big fan of the movie. And actually because of this, I picked up some of the comics I read. I I haven't read the whole series, but I've read quite a few of the comics since then. Um, But yeah, I, I just... I don't know why it's always kind of clicked for me. I think the I think the casting is really good in it too. So
0: yeah. No, uh-huh. casting's really good. Audrey, you got some stats for me?
1: Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um it, you know, it's funny uh, that you mentioned Guillermo because I remember you told me about the really cool monster museum that that has a bunch of the Guillermo del Toro monster and like movie effects in it and About what twenty minutes into this movie, I was like, "Guillermo directed this, right? He's in the room. I can, like, I know he's here." (laughs) But uh, this was directed by Guillermo del Toro, and the screenplay was by him as well, um, based on Hellboy by Mike Mignola. Um, Sorry, I hit a button. (laughs) (laughs) Released March thirtieth of two thousand four, running time one hundred and twenty-two minutes. And it had a budget of 60 to 66 million dollars, and it made 99.8 million at the box office.
0: So I think this is our lowest box office success. Honestly,
1: like, that's surprising to me.
0: I um, I mean, no, this this franchise didn't last particularly long. Like no. it made just enough money to warrant a second one <laughs> and I then just, a 15 year gap.
1: I remember really, really loving it though. So I was a child <laughs> though.
0: Well, and I, I th- think it came out at a time
3: when you could make money on VHS and DVD sales. And I think it succeeded.
0: Yeah. I think it did really well on,
3: on after release.
0: Yeah, I,
1: I, And it was always playing on TV.
0: Yeah, I remember it always being on, like, FX, yeah. I think it was. Always had oh, yeah. it going. Mm-hmm. Like, that, it was just one of those movies that would just kind of pop on on the background. Like, it would be, like, Harry Potter, Hellboy, mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know, some other... X-Men. F-
1: Anaconda. Oh, Anaconda, <laughs> yeah, it would Anaconda. be on all the time. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know why those movies, but yeah. Okay. All right, let's jump into the the recap of this bad boy. Once again, I'm using the IMDb synopsis for this, and we'll see who we have for a writer this time, because sometimes it's wild.
1: <laughs> sometimes it's different. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting.
0: Uh, so we begin with uh, Professor broom played by john hurt uh asking the question of what is it to or what is it that makes a man a man which sure i
1: immediately um, interrupted the movie and was like what is a man <laughs>
0: uh, so we get some backstory it is 1944 nearing the end of world war ii which we find out later wasn't when hitler died he died in 48 uh, according to uh area whatever this is um
1: it's section 51 that's what thank it is. You.
0: Yeah. So uh Hitler is resorting to a, the occult in a desperate attempt to turn the tide of the war in his favor. So there's an island off the coast of Scotland which I was like that's why is it off the coast of Scotland but whatever that seems pretty far yeah. north for the the Nazis to have made it. But sure. Um so we get a young professor Broom requests that military personnel uh be given military or uh, rosary beads which was very funny to me cuz th- they did not help him either so <laughs> nope. whatever. But yeah, we get we get a little they're, they're snooping around the island. They come across a bunch of Nazis. They they have to make an assault on it. Uh there's some sort of science thing going on. They're not entirely sure. But There's machinery. There's machinery. It's
1: worrying.
3: It was yeah. Very convenient of the Nazis to put up giant Nazi flags so we knew who they were.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, this in this Scotland ruin in the middle of Scotland. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to yeah. just throw some Nazi flags subtle. up. <laughs> very subtle. <laughs> I will not I don't be think confused. I had... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> also, um the rain in this movie is a paid actor. The entire Oh my time. god.
1: <laughs> the rain is a character, mm-hmm.
0: which is very funny to me. Uh, but there's a there's a bunch of nazis there they're setting up some sort of science thing which every time i see a scene like this where they're like oh we're setting it up right now and immediately going to use it it's like no that's not how any of this works like you need to do your qualification testing like no um (laughs) yeah but the there's a the nazi scientists are led by rasputin and his mistress uh ilsa they are protected by a mysterious figure in a gas mask named cronin uh, reportedly Hitler's top assassin and head of uh some occult group, the, the Thorin, I believe it was called.
1: Oh, yeah, they had a special name.
0: Yeah. So Rasputin attaches himself to the mysterious device designed to open a portal to another dimension and awaken the uh, forces known as the Seven Gods of Chaos. Wait, 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 uh, just, wait,
2: wait. Another dimension? Up? Another dimension. <laughs> and I believe they're called the... Drew
3: Jihad is the... Oh my wife. god.
1: Oh wait, is Whoa. was that the, s- the s- chaos god? Uh-huh. The Jihad?
3: Huh. Yeah. Which I was
1: like, huh, an interesting choice, 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you... <laughs> anyway.
0: Uh, a Russian Nazi uh, occult talking... Okay, anyways, it's... <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's layers going on here that I'm not sure we're equipped to unpack, <laughs> but... Uh, But uh, (laughs) just as the the portal begins to open, the American troops just start eating grenades uh, kind of randomly, not, like, particularly well. Uh, They kill some scientists. I do like the one scientist that saw a movement and then carried his whatever he was carrying to, like, go look around. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Wait, was that, like, a laser? I think they, are like, laser...
0: Yeah, it was like well, I thought it was like a fuel cell or something like that because they were like loading them in, and then he just like wandered <laughs> off. Like <laughs> that's neat imagine being like the other scientist, like oh, all right, we need to load in this other fuel cell, and like your, your <laughs> partner just like wandered He's off, gone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyways, the, the Americans attack. Cronin attacks the Americans, killing several and wounding Professor Broom in the leg because um, he just stands in the open and they just run at his bullets. Uh, <laughs> they do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Broom crawls over a fallen soldier, picks up a grenade, throwing it be- beneath the portal. Um Cronin breaks off his attack and tries to remove the grenade, but cannot get to it in time. It explodes, destroying the portal in uh, Cronin's right hand. Cronin is then impaled by a fragment from the portal and is presumed dead. Rasputin is unexpectedly sucked into the portal and it closes. Now, Charlie,
1: how... Many times, do you have scientists like in the field whispering twenty feet away from their enemy lines? Does, <laughs> does that come up often? Or Charlie's
0: never been in a combat zone. What are you talking I'm about? In the well, band. you know
1: he's got the training. <laughs> he's in the band. I know, but he's got the training. I went to basic, <laughs> that, right? I assume they I, teach I, you how to kill with that tuba.
2: <laughs> I mean, I did go to basic, but you know, most of it was—I I don't know it. I I can't speak confidently about this, okay? I am I know what I am, I know where I belong.
1: So far it's not common.
0: Uh I, same, like, how it, often do you use the tuba to, and pretend it's a bazooka? Like
2: I mean more often than I should. Um <laughs> <laughs> I have the same thought every time in, in in play I play video games and they're like and you and you get a grenade and you're like grenade and like, Okay. Like
1: Why did we shout that? Yeah. yeah.
2: Or when they're shouting reloading when everybody can hear them. So, that doesn't make good sense. No,
3: I think that this was my favorite CGI scene was when Rasputin gets sucked in and his like face turns into like these blobs. Yeah, that are just like pretty bad mm-hmm. CGI, but it's just like these perfect spheres as he's getting pulled in.
0: Hmm. I-, I noticed with this movie it's, as it's well. It's not too bad. Yeah. Some of the CGI pretty good. Some of the mm-hmm. CGI really bad. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I.
1: I think the parts where they made a really strong artistic choice still work. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. So Professor Broom, with his leg bandage, uh, you know, they're walking around. they're they're searching stuff out. Um. And they come across a strange ape-like creature with a massive stone hand. Um. The soldiers want to kill it, but Broom's like, "Nah, that's my that's my baby boy." Uh. He gives it a baby Ruth candy bar. And, that's a child. And. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's an infant and essentially harmless. Question mark. They don't actually know, uh, but they give it the the name Hellboy, which I was like, that seems mean to give that to a child. But sure, they're pretty uh, quick
3: to trust it too.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's in like all of the photos of them. Like, hell yeah, we captured this point. Like,
1: <laughs> it does remind me of those old photos from like you know the nineteen thirties and forties where people are just hanging out with like a deadly giant animal and they're yeah. like hey look at this guy <laughs>
2: <laughs> so cool
0: <laughs> so uh we cut ahead uh and hellboys in like a, a modern day society he's kind of like ta- kind of taken on like an urban legend bigfoot or like you know cryptid type thing like there's sightings of him all around the city and stuff like that but no one really knows
1: he's the mothman of the fbi
0: Yeah, so we fast forward uh, 46 years, so we are in uh, 1990, yeah, that's 1990 is when this takes place, Um, so we get a much older Professor Broom, he's being examined by doctors, Uh, he's got all of the cancer, like every single one of them, Um, and they give him, what, six weeks to live or something like that, which honestly, for that number of cancers, is pretty good, so yeah, Uh, they... There's also there's there's a bunch of like random like TV scenes of people like discussing Hellboy and stuff like that, but it's fine, whatever. So we have a lone figure on a motor scooter. Uh, he arrives in a waste management plant. He activates the speakerphone and identifies himself as John uh, Myers, played by Rupert Evans, a recent graduate of the FBI training uh, and reporting for his first assignment. Uh, he is taken downstairs by a secret elevator and ends up in a giant. Gigantic library with a water tank in the middle of the room um he did seem awfully chill about the the secret elevator and or giant complex underground like that's why they picked him yeah like just super <laughs> chill about all of that so he will repeatedly be super chill about weird shit uh for the rest of this movie <laughs> well,
3: that's good because then uh, we'd have a lot of freaking out otherwise <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess uh, we don't need someone like me where I'm just yelling what the fuck repeatedly just the entire time I'm uh, out in the field, but yeah. Um, So he's taken downstairs and uh, he hears a strange voice that asks him to turn the pages in some books and then we get a fish boy. We get a fish-like humanoid. It reveals himself inside the tank. Professor Broom arrives and introduces the fish man as Abe Sapien or Abe Sapien? Sapien? Yeah, it's Sapien. It should be Sapien. Abe Sapien, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, voiced by David Hyde Pierce, played by
1: Doug Jones. It's Doug Jones. Doug Jones, Jones always fish man. We love Doug Jones. <laughs> He's always the
0: fish man. Uh, if
1: there's a suit, Doug Jones
0: is in it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like every single time. Yeah, almost every time. Yeah. Right, so if Guillermo del is the in...
3: involved, then for sure it's Doug Jones. Oh so yeah, for you can... sure, Doug yeah. is there. Bam. Yeah, somewhere. There are
1: other guys. That you... <laughs> Sometimes Danny Elfman is there. I think. <laughs>
0: So, uh, Myers is about to introduce himself, but Abe interrupts reciting, uh, everything that anyone could ever want to know about Myers, um, supposedly out of nowhere. We're not really, uh, given much information on that He yet. has
1: a unique frontal lobe that yeah. allows him to, like, get your vibe. Yeah, just get- <laughs> That's get, get, <laughs> how I understood it. He can, it. like,
0: do, like, uh, comp- or read thoughts, but just, like, surface level stuff, so- Broom uh, feeds Abe a couple of rotten eggs, uh, which apparently Abe really likes and has a taste for, which, again, not really explained and doesn't really come up much again in this movie. But uh, uh, he explains that the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense, uh, the BPRD, and Myers is their newest ally slash recruit, which I feel like you need more information before walking into the building that that's what you're signing up for, like...
1: I, I feel like if you, when you leave Quantico, they're just like, okay, you're going here because it's I guess, a secret. I guess. I I, I, I feel
0: like that's one of those things where like, I, I guess we don't see the entr- entrance exam, but like there's a certain level of like believing that you have to have already to go into that to not like have a stroke immediately. <laughs> I don't know. Um <laughs> It's fine, sure. So the scene shifts to snowy mountains far away. Ilsa and Cronin are hiking to a sacred location. They killed their guide and use his blood to resurrect Rasputin. So, perfect, yeah. sure. Loved it. Yeah, that was a that was a fun mm-hmm. uh, uh, being covered in red paint moment. <laughs> like
3: the uh, the very House of the Dragon way the blood you know flows through. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was also very convenient for them that they only needed one body, and that was the perfect amount of blood to fill up that giant circle of (laughs) zigzags. They got a real juicy one. (laughs) They got a real juicy guy, and luckily they only had to do half of it. So, anyways, uh, so Myers is given a brief history of the BPRD and its activities, and they're introduced to his superior, Agent Clay. Broom gives Myers uh, two baby Ruth bars and wishes him well as he sends them in. Uh, Clay brings Myers into a huge vault-like room and introduces uh, BPRD's Pride and Joy Hellboy, now an adult, played by Ron Perlman. Woo!
1: Woo! Sorry, I, I love Ron Perlman. Yeah, yeah you do.
0: Um,
3: <laughs> so good. He was fifty-three when they fifty-three or fifty-four when they filmed this.
1: Yeah, huge. Yeah. If true. Yeah, <laughs> <It> was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, the, no, that's uh, Ron nuts. Perlman
0: always feels <laughs> like he's been perpetually older than 40. Like, no lo- no matter how what I've seen him in, he always just feels older than that 40. That does
1: feel right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
0: don't know what that's about. Anyways, um, so Hellboy's less than eager to, uh, like, about Meyer being there. Seeing him as just another one of the endless security uh, measures he must live under Uh, midway through their introduction, an alarm sounds and Hellboy uh, joyfully sets out to go to work. We also find out that Hellboy is a big fan of cats and gets fed just like an ass load of food. (laughs) Just six times a day. Six (laughs) times a day. (laughs) Yeah, which is wild. I loved it. But sure. See, I want to know more about Abe Sapien. Like, where the fuck did they find, like, where did he come from? Like, I know he was, like, they explained him, him, but, like, we need more backstory about him. Anyways. um, I know where he came from. (laughs) He's the love child of... (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is where the shape of water steps in here.
1: Tune in to Siren Sisters, where I talk about fucking a fish man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For, like, an hour and a half. It wasn't
1: that long. (laughs) It was pretty long. Okay. (laughs) It was worth it.
0: So... A newscaster remarks that an alarm was triggered in a local museum and that uh, that there have been no response from the guards inside. Clay brings Hellboy and Abe Sapium wearing a type of scuba suit that keeps his gills hydrated, um, reporting that there's a large uh, large monster of some type inside the museum professor broom uh, who is often referred to as father by hellboy in this movie explains that the statue was destroyed and something trapped inside was freed hellboy lo- loads up his trademark weapon the samaritan and goes inside to investigate while abe tries to research what the creature could be
3: so w- when they when they go in there they unpack this giant suitcase that has all of these different guns and yeah. he doesn't like take it any of, none of them take any of those guns like nope. he takes the bullets <laughs> from the side but it's yep. like, yep. dude, you have this huge arsenal. Why aren't you using these crazy <laughs> weapons?
0: I right? guess he doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need it. He's got his one gun that he really likes, and that's the only gun he's willing to use. And then no one else grabs any other weapons either. Like we see another scene later on where one of the guards uses one, but like that dude gets killed right away, and we don't see him actually use it. So yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: no, the humans need all the fancy toys. Yeah,
0: like yeah, Hellboy doesn't need that many fancy toys though. It, that that gun does seem to hold a lot more bullets than I would expect. <laughs>
3: like, it but. just seems like they spent like a, a good like twenty five seconds of like time to show these cool props they made that they never use.
0: <laughs> there was definitely some deleted <laughs> scenes somewhere or something like that where someone's using these. Like they had like a Men in Black moment. Like, <laughs>
1: well, Men in Black and also James Bond. Yeah, I remember being super like Matrix it, had come out yeah. before this movie. It, like, they were having a mm-hmm. revival.
0: Ooh, one thing we didn't bring up was in the opening scene, the arm blades uh, directly <gasps> responsible for Assassin's Creed. Yes, um, can you speak on that? No, because I never played the game. No, but, I'm not talking to you. No. I'm talking to
1: Jeremiah.
3: <laughs> arm blades are great. Although yeah, right. arm blades deflecting bullets to me is absurd.
0: Yeah, it, it well, and there's a scene later on where he uses the arm blades to like deflect bullets to kill other people, which felt very X Men Origins Wolverine Deadpool, where he like cuts bullets in half to kill people and stuff like that. So that's a that's a thing. So mm-hmm. that's fun. Actually, I'm curious. When did Assassin's Creed come out? Because I'm wondering. 2007, if- three years 2000- after this. Oh movie. wait, what? okay. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, uh-huh. we looked it up while we were watching it. So gotcha. I
1: was like, "Wow." Then we're definitely, putting the
0: yeah. This together. is definitely the inspiration for sure. <laughs> yeah uh so abe comes up with the name samuel uh for the creature and tells hellboy about it just as hellboy starts to encounter this creature hellboy shoots the monster a few times walks away uh abe informs him that samuel is also known as the hound of resurrection um i really need abe to stop burying the fucking lead on stuff like this like <laughs> he
1: kept getting interrupted i don't <laughs> give a shit okay
0: be like <laughs> He resurrects. Just yell that into the mic. Like that, you just (laughs) lead with that. (laughs) Anyways, uh, Hellboy turns around and is attacked. Eventually thrown out a window, Hellboy encounters Ross in the alleyway, finding his voice very familiar. Ross gives him, gives an ominous warning about Hellboy's future before Samuel attacks again. Meyer shows up and shoots Samuel a bunch of times, which to Hellboy's disdain, um, he doesn't really like being helped. So... Uh, Hellboy attempts to reload his weapon when Meyer notices a strange seed-like creature in Hellboy's arm. Hellboy rips it off and gives it to Meyer, instructing him to save it for study. Hellboy shoots Samuel with a tracking bullet that leaks green fluid, making it easier to trace. Uh, Hellboy follows Samuel through the crowd and across several lanes of traffic... Uh, it's it's a chase scene. It's fine. It's whatever.
1: The action's really good. Yeah, the fight well, scenes are are nice, and I think it's because they blend uh practical and CG. They do a I lot just, of good
0: practicals.
3: I remember in the trailers, like the him punching that car was like one of the highlights of like the trait, like so such a big focal point. It's like in every yeah. tra- trailer and every teaser
0: yes for sure for sure it is it's almost as um like as conic as the blade jumping out of the window and, and landing on like in the superhero pose and in, in the the trailers like it, it's definitely up there mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. oh um i do love that we never find out what that little leech is for
0: <laughs> it's to implant He's more just, eggs yeah we we did yeah later on later. yeah okay. you do find out later i
1: yeah. was i was crocheting <laughs> at that point <laughs>
0: stop paying that's attention fair. yeah uh, <laughs> one hundo. so they get to a subway they they fight for a while uh samuel goes through the subway hellboy gets trapped underneath and com- continuously races his head up to get hit over and over again <laughs> which is fine but eventually hellboy grabs the main track to electrocute himself then electrocute samuel like burning him up so that's that's fun mm-hmm. um I, hellboy I a... is unharmed yeah what you got
3: subway station's they're not electrically tr- like you can't just touch it and you're electrocuted, right? Like that
0: was a little I like
1: that, I thought that was
0: a yeah. Thing. So there are some the third rail on some subways is electrified. Okay, um, that's why I like falling down onto the train tracks is like a huge hazard. Well, other than trains, but you know,
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that much about trains. I was like, I don't think that like that seems like it shouldn't be a thing. You know, it is, considering yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, that's how that's how they get their power. Is that they maintain contact with the third rail that's electrified, so that powers the train. So yeah, no, it is a thing. Cool. It's um, I don't know if that's how it would work, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I also explained it to Audrey. If you ever watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, oh yeah, because like, I,
1: have- I was like. Electricity no hurt Hellboy. Hmm, okay,
0: but but firebenders can re yeah, like do electricity, yeah. so it's just yeah. like firebending. It, it's the same thing. And it's,
1: then I was perfectly fine. Yeah. I was like, oh yes, this is science.
0: Yeah, <laughs> comic science. Mm-hmm. So uh, Hellboy once again runs off and wants to go see his old friend slash his uh, his flesh his, his crush. crush yeah, uh, Liz Sherman, played by Selma Blair. Uh, who used to stay at the BPRD, but was, but has committed herself to a mental hospital. Um, and yeah, they, they talk for a little while, but it's fine. She, so, she's like, if you want to love me, don't come back.
3: <laughs> so this scene has one of the things that bothered me probably the most in this movie, oddly, because weird little things bother me. Uh, as she's walking, in, there's, there's another patient that goes, oh, there's a red man out there. And yeah. we've established that this is... Set at Halloween because there's like a Halloween event going on in the streets during the chase scene. It's made clear because they're talking about how, oh, look at the costumes at Hellboy in whatever. So it's Halloween. And the nurse turns to her and goes, oh, Santa's not coming for another month. And I'm like, wait a second. Oh,
1: well, she was British. That nurse was British. (laughs) I was like, if this is
3: the end of October, presumably... In, in Does theory, Santa come November thirty first? Is that like, are, are we living in some psycho world where Santa comes in November?
0: <laughs> Imagine. So yeah, the
3: the, the 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 just the worst crime in any movie ever,
0: right? But also, like, why why would your first thought of like, oh, there's someone in uh, wearing red outside? Oh, it's Santa! Like, <laughs> right? I guess like, just not some in... guy, that's, you know, wearing a red. Yeah. Cloak Devil or costume anything literally anything. No, that it's nurse Halloween. Is,
1: yeah, that nurse is a bad job. Like yeah. she's not doing good. Also, isn't that a secure facility? She just gets to walk outside. Yeah, I, I guess unattended. I,
0: well, so she is like since she committed herself and she seems to be relatively in, in control. Like they will afford you a little bit more freedom. I don't know about just walking outside, no. but
3: and I believe that they like in the like title card it was like the low security wing so like yeah. maybe they're not super monitored i don't know
0: well we also had a fun thing is we had our subtitles on like we normally do and the subtitles would go directly over anything that was in another language or the title cards because any because there was always music playing so it would automatically cover them up so that was cool mm-hmm. uh, it but, was yeah.
1: very chill and not annoying
0: yeah but yeah it is a, yeah it's like yeah it's like a low security part of this mental uh hospital so yeah so myers and some other agents uh finally arrived to uh take hellboy back um and myers does look up Liz sherman's file and finds that she is a pyrokinetic having the ability to start fire by thought and that her in her childhood she accidentally caused a huge blaze that kill uh, cost dozens of lives including her family if i remember correctly dang which was uh very sad um, not
1: very 420 blazed of you
0: no no not at all. Um, so Tom Manning and Professor Broom are... I, I hate that his name is Professor Broom. I don't know why that bugs me so much. But anyways. Yeah, uh, it bugged me. They're, they're discussing Hellboy's latest activities. Uh, Manning is not happy with Hellboy or any of the people of BPRD who he calls freaks, uh, Abe Sampion uses his telepathy to show Professor Broom what happened at the uh, museum. Cronin killed the guards while Rasputin freed Samuel, uh, enchanting the beast with uh, some type of magic that will make, you know, two new creatures arise for every one that dies. Uh, Abe also learns through the telepathic exchange that the professor is very sick and uh, professor begs Abe not to keep or to keep a secret and not tell Hellboy. So, Hellboy is being examined by Abe and Broom back at the base. They find a cluster of eggs in Hellboy's arm where the spore-like object was attached. Uh, Broom decides that Hellboy will go back to the subway the next day and look for more eggs because uh, Hellboy did lose track of him for a little while in the subway. So, I I find it funny that, like, it's like, oh, for every one of you that dies, two more more will rise. But we do need eggs for that to happen. Like, (laughs) so.
1: You can't. Make a boy out of nothing. I mean,
0: that's true. So that night, Rasputin visits Liz in secret at the mental hospital. He uses her his powers to unlock her worst memory, the day of the explosion, activating her fire, starting abilities, destroying the hospital, and, uh, like, killing more people? Yeah. It's not really discussed, but it's kind of assumed she kills a bunch more people. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think she definitely killed people. I, I was very curious with her powers why her clothes don't burn. That was yes. the one thing that bothered
0: me. Yeah, it's uh, you the know budget. The those budget. Are, those, those are her <laughs> FBI clothes. Yeah, yeah it's her FBI her clothes. That are fireproof. Uh, so Hellboy and Broom discuss the next morning. Uh, discuss this the next morning while Hellboy ooh, ooh. files his oh, horns. What's you? I'm sorry, Charlie. What was that?
2: I was gonna say it's multiverse. He uh, got it from the oh. Human Torch.
0: Oh, there we go. Yes, she, she, she yes, she the, got it from the Human, human Torch. torch. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. actually do
2: hate that, <laughs> and. No. No. We
0: I would to... accept
1: legally blonde over because so the whole time I was looking at her face, I was like, Who the fuck is this woman? I know this woman <laughs> and um she's the the frigid bitch and legally blonde. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That becomes her friend. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: so Hellboy files his horns, uh something he does regularly to appear more normal, which I don't think sure. that's why
1: he does it. I think that's what he told Clay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Myers offers to speak with Liz and hopefully recruit her back to the RP, uh, RP, R B P R D. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Why can I not say that? Um, so Hellboy, Clay, and A- Abe and two other agents return to the sewers to find ed- eggs and... Abe jumps into a cistern to capture a cluster of eggs, but is attacked and badly injured by Sam, uh, one of the Samuels. Two agents are attacked and killed by yet another set of Samuels, which Hellboy chases after. Uh, Clay is left behind when uh, Cronin shows up and they, you know, run around for a while. It's it's fine. Hellboy finds Cronin's, uh, like, secret lair and, like, all of the fun extra masks and stuff.
1: It's a good chase scene.
0: Yeah, it's a good chase scene. Uh. uh Abe is uh, a lover, not a fighter. Not very, not good at this sort of thing. So anyways, Uh, so... Yeah, we we get another chase scene. Uh, Hellboy chases Samuel into a subway station, finally killing him by smashing the monster into an oncoming train uh, while saving a box of kittens. Hell yeah! Which he didn't. He didn't. He really didn't need to pick up the box of kittens, but <laughs> or he should have just set them down once he had moved them or something. I don't know.
1: That lady was shouting. at She
0: him, was though. yelling, "My kittens! My box of kittens!" Like repeatedly, <laughs> just carrying around the a box of kittens. Call- yeah, I wonder what the casting call was for that. It's like I want you to yell about your kittens repeatedly
1: we just need a normal looking person Can you yell about cats
0: uh so clay was left behind cronin shows up and does stab just the shit out of him um clay does shoot cronin a bunch of times but uh we we see he leaks sand you cannot kill cronin that easily and then cronin unwinds himself and then just lays down (laughs) (laughs) which is very funny to me i don't know why that's so funny to me
1: (laughs) no it's so good i love it
0: yeah so uh the the mission went poorly a bunch of agents, at least three agents were killed uh abe was hurt hellboy got exposed it it all broke bad uh so back at uh bprd manning reveals that abe will be recovered but clay was too badly wounded and will most likely not survive the night manning and hellboy clash both angry about what what has happened meanwhile liz has decided to come back to the bprd uh, Hellboy is in his room struggling to write a letter for Liz that describes his feeling for her when Liz comes in and reveals that she's going on a date with Myers. so
1: Okay. No, she says they go for coffee. They go for coffee. They go for coffee. It's coffee. not really
0: a date. Like, the, the initial vibe was definitely not date, but yeah. I don't... It seems like a bad plan for Myers to hit on her. I don't know. I think he like, thinks it's a date. I think he does, too. I think Eventually, he's a dumbass. Yeah, he's very stupid. I don't... <laughs> We're not pro Myers here. Um, I
1: mean, he's fine.
0: He's fine, but he
1: is every man. I so. guess
0: better than Hellboy in that regard. But
1: oh well, they both have their problems. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, Hellboy gets angry and he uh, he he puts it aside and decides to follow them around for a while. So uh, Broom is doing the autopsy on Cronin when where he learns that Cronin is over a hundred years old and his bodily body is badly muti- mutilated. Uh, Due to some form of... Um, um,
1: Experiment?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. It, uh, when the professor leaves, Cronin uses a type of clockwork mechanism to restart his heart and allows Rasputin uh, into the BPRD. Rasputin confronts the professor, taunting him for not knowing Hellboy's true purpose or name. Broom res- uh, responds that, uh, that as far as uh, he's concerned, Hellboy's proper name is Son... Uh, oh, I love. <laughs> Rasputin grants Broom a glimpse of the future where Hellboy is responsible for Armageddon. Cronin then executes Professor Broom by just stabbing him through the base of the neck. So, I think when, I was,
3: when Cronin wakes up is the first time when we see his actual face. And yeah. his face is. I laughed so hard when they showed his face. Because yeah. it's supposed to be like scary and creepy. But it just looks like one of those TikTok filters that makes you look goofy. <laughs> his his yes, eyes yes. are insane, just insane.
0: Yeah. He just—it looks like he's just bugging out constantly. Yeah. And he has like weird lip things going on. He's just got like a hole in his chest. Like
1: now, I was shocked and alarmed when I saw his face, but I was also like half in, half out attention-wise. So
0: yeah, she just like looked up and was like, "Ah, what the?" Shit? I was
1: like, "Jesus!"
0: Christ. <laughs> but, I-, yeah. I thought it was hilarious.
1: Uh, it was. <laughs>
0: We also, I I brought it off to Audrey at the time of, like, the way that they kill Broom, like, just the knife through the back of the neck would be a bad way to go. It's like, yeah, you wouldn't feel anything from the waist down, but you would just drown on your own blood while being unable to move your body. So that would be cool. It's a bummer. Yeah, it'd be a bummer. No good. So uh, Myers and Liz are out for coffee slash date slash walk slash whatever with Hellboy watching when they're uh, told. Wait. Wait.
1: I'm sorry. So going out for a walk slash date slash whatever is exactly how what di- dating was like in high school. Like <laughs> you would go, f- like you would just say, "Oh, you want to go do something?" And then like you just walk around forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go down yeah. to the park or something. It's just, very 2004. Yeah, yeah very 2004. Uh, Hellboy also meets up with a, a child that like finds him. He here. was on a roof tending yeah. to his pigeons. Yeah, it was fine. The, the child just, like, hangs out with Hellboy for a while, <laughs> like, he's chilling, whatever. That's how Hellboy's, cool. like, talking yeah. to the child about, you know, life.
3: I love... Like, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie, where he's just, like, chilling with this kid and, like, I don't know, spying on his <laughs> ex.
0: <laughs>
1: he gets to be a little rascal as a treat.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Meyer and Liz are still on their date, um, and when they are told what has happened... Uh, hellboy is devastated by the loss refusing to eat speak or eat or speak for days uh manning takes over the bprd a job uh, he does not want and announces that he will lead a team to russia to find the source of samuel's eggs in russia hellboy reanimates a corpse with magic and gets directions to rasputin's mausoleum why does
1: that dead body know where anything is in the cemetery?
0: Because <laughs> he's been there for so long.
1: But in one spot. Yeah. So that was my big thing.
0: Yeah. At least in the D&D it, movie, it was stuff that they knew in life before they died. Anyways. Um...
3: <laughs> totally thought that this was like straight inspiration for that. <laughs> yeah,
0: Definitely. No, th- th- this, this, yeah, this Yeah, the skeleton just kind of knows shit that's happening around him. But uh, Anyways, so they go to Rasputin's mausoleum. The group is divided inside with Liz and Myers in one direction and Hellboy and Manning in the other. Hellboy and Manning find Cronin's hiding place and Hellboy survives uh, or saves Manning's life by attacking Cronin with his stone fist. Um, Cronin attempts to lure Hellboy into a spike pit but Manning throws a gear at Cronin uh, blocking uh, the attack that he was going to make on Hellboy. Hellboy then knocks Cronin into the pit and he gets skewered and then they throw a giant gear on top of him like crushing him slash keeping him in place Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which i was like i mean yeah if that's like the person won't die i guess like trapping them permanently in a hole is a good guess
1: i agreed yeah i thought it was a smart move
0: so hellboy and manning thank each other for their endeavors and have formed a mutual respect over cigars yay (laughs) That, that that's uh very much truncating all of the stuff that happened on the bridge for like I don't know a solid ten minutes. <laughs> I felt like they were on that bridge for a really long time, but
3: it's it's nice of the hammer to like hit one time and then stop for a good like two minutes so they could talk and then yeah, come and then back. It swings back.
0: <laughs> yeah, it build, slightly, build that, slightly that further. Yeah. build that momentum, and then repeatedly hits it enough mm-hmm. to make it all collapse. Yeah, it's very nice of that. Yeah, hammer. Um That's so <laughs> funny. yeah. So Liz and Myers find uh, the egg chamber. Hellboy joins them, but he is overwhelmed by. All of Samuel's duplicates, because apparently there's a lot of them now. Liz, Maybe
1: try not killing them. Yeah.
0: Have, they, they haven't thought of that part. Incapacity? They do grow up very fast. They do. I wanted more like baby Samuels running around. Whatever. So beg... <laughs> not an <laughs> FCGI budget. Yeah. Not Liz budget. begs Myers to uh, slap the shit out of her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so she can trigger her fire powers, even though she said that she had control of them She's a little bit learning. before. Well, she when it's she was having process. the conversation with Hellboy, she could just, like, light her hand up, but whatever.
1: But he makes her horny. And probably
0: <laughs> it's like,
3: to explode, you need, like, a trigger. You yeah. Know, to mm-hmm. go, you know, it expedites the process.
0: True, true. So back. she turns into Blue Human Torch, um, mm. and she does destroy... Uh, lights everything on fire in the room. She goes supernova, uh, burning up all the eggs and killing all the Samuels and stuff. Uh, but Ross, Buten and uh, Isla uh, take the opportunity to capture Hellboy and the friends after. And John um, just Buten-
3: John just hides behind a little rock and is totally fine after a giant yeah. explosion. Yep, he
1: is a damsel in distress. He is did a damsel you, in
0: distress this entire did, movie. Does that
1: resonate with y'all? Because he was very much like, I'm the new girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to be protected. I'm here to
0: emotionally bond with when you. When you put it like that, I like him more now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, that does make him more endearing than he actually is in the movie. Right? <laughs> it's, it's like if, yeah, uh, like the damsel in the, the distress had like a BB gun, like, uh, shoot at people, it doesn't adorable. actually do much, but like. Anyways, it's cute though. Uh, Rasputin wants Hellboy to use his right hand of doom to finally free the seven gods of chaos. Hellboy refuses, Dude. but learns that uh, Liz is critically injured. Uh, Rasputin like sucks out her soul, type thing. I don't. Yeah, takes the breath of life away from her. I'm not I entirely think sure. He's
1: dementing her.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, it,
3: the other, the other thing I, I found really funny in this scene is. The giant hand and the little bitty hand. It, it really gives that Deadpool, like, like vibe of when he has, like, the kitty, you know, the kid hand. It like, feels so big in this hand. Yeah. <laughs> Very much that vibe.
0: Well, I, I also thought, yeah, the, the, the like, yeah, the, the gallows that they had there. Where they just had the one really big hole. I was like, how, how much in advance did you have to plan to make that? Like, anyways. Pretty
1: far. Oh, um... So I remember as a child watching this. There's the like the slab of marble that is the gate that he has got a the lock whatever, and I was like, but those two circles are the same size. What's it gonna do with those? <laughs> and then uh, and then they did you know they show it later, and I was like, oh yes, perfect. Right. Well, it's one of <laughs> this those movie th- is
0: genius. It's one of those things where when you see something like that, you're like, oh, both hands go in simultaneously. It's like <laughs> no, it's one and then the other one, like the least like streamlined way to open a key anyways it's fine it's fine you sure so hellboy refused liz is critically injured she's not gonna live so hellboy decides he's going to help uh to see if he can save her or something yeah he's so,
1: gotta go get her soul
0: yeah so he speaks her uh his true name uh uh i um rama
1: sure
2: hmm
0: i'm sure close enough let me see um Nope, we're moving on. Hellboy's (laughs) horn suddenly grows to full length and he begins to breathe smoke and there's like a little demon horn crown thing going on. He's got a little flame above his head. Such a vibe. It is a vibe. Such a
1: vibe. I think this scene like made me bisexual. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think it was this. Right here, right here. This and then Winx Club. Oh,
0: there you go. (laughs) Too hyper specific. I thought it was Treasure Island.
1: Mm. Oh, well, yeah, that's in there. (sighs) With... Jim Hawkins and Mummy the Mummy there's so many <laughs> it <was laughs> had, like, I had no two- chance <laughs> yeah
0: early 2000s repeated bisexual awakening um, mm, it's fine <laughs> it's all about so, Buffy uh, yeah well there you go I wasn't allowed to watch yeah she Buffy. wasn't allowed cause... why were you allowed to watch Hellboy but not Buffy
1: um, at this point it was playing on TV and my dad liked it oh there you go yeah.
0: that makes sense that makes sense
1: just repeat that for all of the other things sure and, <laughs> yeah that makes sense and that is correct
0: yeah so Myers is able to free himself uh, before Hellboy opens the final seal of the gods. Uh, Myers begs Hellboy to remember who he is and throws the prayer beads that once belonged to Professor Broom. Um, Hellboy catches it and it does uh, make a like burn a cross into his hand, which I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. So is he the actual devil? Is it like, are we going with a Christian God here? Like, He's a demon. It's sure.
1: That's what I thought.
0: So Hellboy remembers that he does not have to be evil. Uh, he has a choice, and his father dies so he can make that choice. Hellboy rips off his horns and stabs Rasputin with them, which is very funny to Loved me. Uh, stating that he doesn't need Rasputin to tell him who he is. Uh, Rasputin death, uh, Rasputin's death unleashes a monster, um, the last envoy of the seven gods, called uh, Behemoth, uh, that quickly grows in size. Uh, all of the other um, gods that were about to come through the portal, like turn to dust and go into space not fully explained why that happens but sure yeah because my my thought process was is hellboy opening the portal they like exited their cocoon uh, their protective cocoon but audrey thought that they were encased in like the crystal glass or whatever so yeah
1: i thought it was a crystal prison and then i was like why are they alive what like why or why are they dying
0: yeah i don't know i don't know it's not really explained that's fine it's fine so Hellboy gets Myers and Liz out of the room. Myers gives him a weapon, a cluster of grenades intended to be used on Samuel's eggs, but it was broken because uh, Ilsa like, just hit it with a hammer repeatedly for, like I don't know, a while just in the background. She was just <laughs> going to town on it, which was very funny to me.
3: Here's a belt of grenades. Let me hit it with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, that seems like right? a good idea.
1: Isn't she immortal? I think it's a good idea if you're immortal.
0: I mean, yeah.
1: But they do have that delicate slab of marble that they <laughs> yeah. need. So I don't know.
0: Well, and then she also does clock Myers in the face with that same mallet at one point. And I was like, oh, he's so dead. Good. He's super dead. So, good. <laughs> so anyways, uh, there's the Hellboy fights the the big um, like hentai monster. Um, Whoa.
1: Okay. What no, it is? Joking.
0: There's there's tentacles all over the place. I know. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, There's a long fight before he eventually gets the uh, monster to swallow all of their grenades, and it does do a a giant explosion and just splatter everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Hellboy returns, only for Myers to say that Liz has no pulse. Hellboy kneels down and speaks some words of apparent prayer slash... uh, I
1: thought it was a magic spell.
0: Magic spell, something. She opens her eyes. Uh, She asks what he said, and, you know something about like you know on the other side you better let her go or otherwise i'm gonna come after you or something along those lines it's fine
1: and then you done fucked up
0: yeah you done fucked up i'm on my way to come get you uh so moved by his sentiments and the events of the last few days they kiss passionately which is the first time that they've shown any like real chemistry between the two of them this entire movie (laughs) they still Uh, didn't show chemistry
3: they just kissed
0: yeah, that's true.
1: They, well, they light on fire. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> that, I
1: think that counts. Yeah, she lights on fire and something? engulfs
0: them both. Uh, but he's fireproof, so unharmed.
1: Hooray.
0: Uh, Myers just stares at them kissing <laughs> for like a extended period of time. Did
1: that make you scream? Because I was dying. Just like, I was like, girl, look away.
0: <laughs> just like just like prolonged eye contact just just staring at them. like
1: she never even said that she
0: liked you <laughs> I, I I don't know why I wanted him to like circle around and like see if he could get the attention of someone and just stare at like, them or uh, something like, I'm still here yeah. There was
3: something about him like like t- going who's gonna tell her that he liked her and, yeah. and that was so weird,
0: because there was never any, like, indication that she cared for him at all, or... No. No. There, she, like, she's friendly with Hellboy, but she doesn't really show, like, romantic interest in anyone in this movie. So, like, no, I don't know. Well, I, and I think that's
3: just Selma Blair. Like, Selma Blair very much plays to a specific character type. Yeah. And it's kind of like the wet sponge. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair.
3: Um. So, yeah. The type so I-
1: is... I want you to be mean to me. <laughs> That's
3: it was really like early, but it was popular early two thousands. Like I feel like all like a bunch of, especially in like the teen movies, like the love interest was like this. It's like almost like the goth adjacent chick that was like, yeah, no <gasps> yes. personality.
0: Oh she, yeah, she she's she's um she's withdrawn, pulled away, shielded off. Um, will it's not, yeah. It's a
1: challenge to get her to yeah. like smile at you.
0: She's not like other girls because she's so <laughs> you know, close. She off.
1: lights on fire. She's <laughs> not like other girls.
0: <laughs> See, like killing as many people as she did, I would understand her being a little bit more goth. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get she
1: it. she has
3: reason to be as dour as she is.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so funny. Myers stands on, uh, stands and stares at them and concludes that Professor brooms earlier thoughts which he was not there for um what 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 is it that makes a man a man uh it's the choices that he makes um, sure. not the thing uh not how he starts things but how he decides to end them so sure that's uh that's that's what professor broom definitely would have thought I'm rolling that. my eyes yeah it, it's like an and, audible eye roll and
3: don't forget our mid credit scene
0: Yes, it's
3: just Jeffrey Tambor
2: going. Hey guys, I'm still here.
1: Yeah, I I liked the little redemption arc that he had, and then that mid credit scene. I was like, oh yeah, he, he's still kind of a dick.
0: Yeah, just well, I mean, they did just leave him there. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I mean,
1: he's in charge. He should be able to get I mean, his that, way out.
0: That's true. That's true. So uh, it's
1: hard to root for him after watching Arrested Development.
0: Yeah, mm, I never watched <laughs> Arrested Development, so oh, well, not an issue for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's get some thoughts on it. Let's get some Radiance Charlie. Let's lead off with you, just because it, it's been so long since you've been here. I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs>
2: oh, ouch! Uh, I I always I have fond memories of this movie. So I think maybe more than the actual movie itself, it's the memory associated with it. I remember going to see it with? I think my dad took my brother and I to go watch it in the theater. It was like some reward for something that we did. I can't remember, but. <laughs> i don't know i i just remember and i remember being on tv a lot and so it, it, i think it's more of a nostalgia thing for me rather than oh wow this movie's a good watch again um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i actually have like a distinct memory of uh being at your parents house and we were like taking a break from like playing xbox or something like that and watched this movie while we like ate dinner or something like yeah. i don't know i remember i have a memory of that for some reason but
2: yeah, I, I thought it was good. I'd probably get like a three point five. I don't think it. Yeah. I, I think I don't know. The comics were so good that sometimes it's hard with a movie like this because the artwork and some of those old comics was just pretty fantastic. They're really good. So I think they did a good job and they really tried. So I, you know, I have no, I have no major issues with it. I, I enjoy it.
1: Hell yeah, Guillermo K- put his best foot forward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How about you, Jeremiah?
3: So, I don't think I've watched this movie since probably mid-2000s. So, I was actually surprised at how well it held up. Um, yeah. I think that for me, Hellboy is... A, like, in this movie, the way they portrayed Hellboy, not super similar to the comics. Honestly, in the comics, I don't like him as much. And this, he's he's just got a lot of personality. He's really interesting. Like, it's very clear that they're like... You know, he's supposed to be like this sort of adolescent or aggressive, but then he's got like really interesting things as far as like, you know, he cares about cats. And like they, they kind of add all these like little details that make him actually pretty interesting. And then, you know, like again, that scene with the kid and like like there's a lot of reasons to actually kind of root for him. Yeah. For um. Sure. And uh, as far as. Like the supporting cast is kind of okay, but it's kind of nice to have a movie that's. I feel like a lot of superhero movies at that time were more ensemble casts, and have one that's a little bit more focused was nice. Yeah. Um and yeah, I think early two
0: thousands it was a lot of ensembles, like yeah. everything was, you got X Men, Fantastic sure. Four, like yeah, like,
3: and and Ron Perlman absolutely kills the role. His humor, as far as like you know, he'll have these one lines, and then you know like when they walk into the the um the maze, and he goes all right, we'll be fine as long as we don't get separated. And then these giant things come down and separate them, you know, like he has these one liners that are just really fun. Um, I overall, like I'm surprised how well the CG holds up for me. Uh, Yeah. Like, especially where kind of where it mattered. There were some things like when Rasputin resurrects the, uh, the monster, like, Pretty bad CGI. But over, <laughs> yes. overall, like, again, it, it really shocked me that a movie from this time actually yeah. holds up pretty well. So I I really enjoyed it. I thought it held up better than I was expecting. Um, I, I think the costuming. Like, Gimel Del Toro, I think, is a very good uh, director. I think he does very well with costuming and theming. He does. Um, yes, and he does. that was one of my favorite things. You know, like, uh, all Hellboy's, like... Design and his tattoos, and then that big overcoat that he wears is super cool. Like uh, all Cronin's, you know, stuff, all his <laughs> helmets and stuff. Uh, I I had a great time. I think I, I think it's like a maybe a uh, out of five, probably a four, four and a half, maybe.
0: Sure, hell yeah. So hell yeah. yeah, I'd say four and a half. I like it,
1: respectable.
0: Audrey, what do you got?
1: Uh, this is a very solid four for me, mostly. I think I would have it higher if like the girl was allowed to do more <laughs> <laughs> or if there were two girls that. But like, I don't know. Not every movie has to do that for me. Sure. Um, I just I loved how rich they made the world feel. It really like it really felt like. Abe and Hellboy had been working together for a long time. Yeah,
0: there was some fun banter between them.
1: And they, they like, have fun routines and, like, inside jokes. And, um, you know, they're, like, goofing around about that guy's hair plugs. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Clay's hair
0: plugs the entire time.
1: (laughs) Um, I liked the humanity that uh, he brought to it. Like... Ron Perlman and Guillermo. Yeah. Um. This would be such an easy one to go to Grimdark too fast. Yes. And I think the charm is so necessary. Um. But yeah, really, really solid four, for me.
0: Hell yeah. I think I'll uh, I'll also go with the the three point five on this. Uh. Everything you guys said. I I do agree that this type of like this specific um. Uh, like character lends itself really well to a really dark, gritty thing, but it's already dark and gritty just based on the content. So like having that 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 personality, and then the way that Rod Perlman like just delivers all of the lines, like just dripping with sarcasm sometimes or like they're like he has a way specifically with this character of like putting like way more emotion into something like just really simple statements when he's talking he
1: feels really down to earth
0: yes he does (laughs) which is stupid (laughs) but he does but yeah no i think it's really well executed it's a lot of fun cgi holds up and pretty decent a lot of practical effects which i'm always down for like they did a lot of that which was fantastic and i think that's probably part of the reason it holds up as well as it does is because you don't have to cgi as much stuff um story is fine it's a story it's a story, <laughs> it's a story but stories. yeah i i enjoy it. it it's one of those where I, I yeah i don't think i had watched it in probably at least 10 years at least um and this movie's coming up on almost 20 years old now so <laughs> I, I was like oh shit like yeah it's been a long time when you when you suggested it jeremiah so Yeah, I think that's uh, that's what we got. Any uh, final, you know, thoughts? Anything else you want to bring up? It really made,
1: yay! Um, I'm excited to watch the next one. It to be October.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, You want that fall weather? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, and just like Halloween vibes. That's true. That's Mm.
0: true. Yeah. All right. Well, if you like what we do here, do check out the Linktree link down below. It has all of the socials. We do have the Patreon. Jeremiah can confirm it is a thing. Um, <laughs> we've
1: got it. It's we've there. We've got it.
0: It's there. Keeping the streak alive, saying I'll add more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I swear I will. Uh, it's <laughs> fine. But uh, uh, for this week, I've been Mike.
1: I'm Audrey.
3: I'm Charlie. And I'm a red demon
0: baby from another dimension. Hell yeah! Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Talk to you next time.